Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Hello friend. Thank you so much for watching. This is our Bible study of the Bible timeline. Today we are reading a beautiful passage of the scripture in the title of the lesson is Bad Guys. So this is my wife Tracy. How are you doing? Doing great. Awesome. So maybe you can share with our friends what is the lesson number in the reading. We are reading Genesis 42 and the lesson number is 81. All right. So this is a long chapter, so Tracy is going to, going to read, and after that, we will go to the discussion. Okay. During the famine in Canaan, Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt. So he said to his sons, Why are you sitting here doing nothing? I have heard that there is grain for sale in Egypt. Go there and buy grain for us so that we will live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went to Egypt to buy grain. Jacob did not send Benjamin. Benjamin was Joseph's only full brother. Jacob was afraid that something bad might happen to Benjamin. The famine was very bad in Canaan. So there were many people from Canaan who went to Egypt to buy grain. Among them were the sons of Israel. Joseph was the governor of Egypt at the time. He was the one who checked the sale of grain to, to people who came to Egypt to buy it. Joseph's brothers came to him and bowed before him. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted like he didn't know them. He was rude when he spoke to them. He said, Where do you come from? The brothers answered, We have come from the land of Canaan to buy food. Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not know who he was. Then Joseph remembered the dreams that he had, had dreamed that he had dreamed about his brothers. Joseph said to his brothers, you have not come to buy food. You are spies. You come. You came to learn where we are weak. But the brothers said to him, No, sir, we come as your servants. We have come only to buy food. We are all brothers. We all have the same father. We are honest men. We have come only to buy food. Then Joseph said to them, No, you have come to spy on us. And the brothers said, No, sir, we came as servants from Canaan. We are all brothers, sons of the same father. There were 12 brothers in our family. Our youngest brother is still at home <clears throat> with our father, and the other brother died a long time ago. But Joseph said to them, No, I can see that I am right. You are spies, but I will let you prove that you are telling the truth. In the name of Pharaoh, I swear that I will not let you go until your youngest brother comes here. One of you must go back to get your youngest brother, while the rest of you stay here in prison. Then we can prove whether you are telling the truth or not. If you are not telling the truth, then by Pharaoh I swear that you are spies. Then Joseph put them all in prison for three days. After three days Joseph said to them, I am a God-fearing man. Do this and I will let you live. If you are honest men, one of your brothers can stay here in prison and the others can go and carry grain back to your people. But then you must bring your youngest brother back here to me. Then I will know that you are telling the truth and you will not have to die. The brothers agreed to this. They said to each other, we are being punished for the bad thing that we did to our younger brother Joseph. We saw the trouble he was in. He begged us to save him, but we refused to listen. So now we are in trouble. Then Reuben said to them, 
I told you not to do anything bad to that boy, but you refused to listen to me. Now we are being punished for his death. Joseph was using an interpreter to talk to his brothers, so the brothers did not know that he understood their language. He heard and understood everything they said, and that made him want to cry. So he turned away and left the room. When he came back, he took one of the brothers, Simeon, and tied him up while the others watched. Joseph told the servants to fill the bags with grain. The brothers had given Joseph the money the brothers had given Joseph the money for the grain, but he didn't keep the money. He put the money in their bags of grain. Then he gave them what they would need for their trip back home. So the brothers put the grain on their donkeys and left. That night, the brothers stopped at a place to spend the night. One of the brothers opened his sack to get some grain for his donkey. And there in the sack, he saw his money. He said to the other brothers, look, here is the money I paid for the grain. Someone put the money back in my sack. The brothers were very afraid. They said to one another, What is God doing to us? The brothers went back to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him about everything that had happened. They said the governor of that country spoke rudely to us. He thought that we were spies. We told him we are honest men, not spies. There are twelve of us brothers all from the same father, but one of our brothers is no longer living, and the youngest is still at home with our father in Canaan. Then the governor of that country said to us, Here is a way to prove that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me. Take your grain back to your families. Bring your youngest brother to me. Then I will know if you are honest men or if you were sent from an army to destroy us. If you are telling the truth, I will give your brother back to you. I will give him to you, and you will be free to buy grain in our country. Then the brothers started taking the grain out of their sacks, and every brother found his bag of money in his sack of grain. When the brothers and their father saw the money, they were afraid. Jacob said to them, Do you want me to lose all my children? Joseph is gone, Simeon is gone, and now you want me to take Benjamin? And now you want to take Benjamin away too? But Reuben said to his father, Father, you may kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. Trust me, I will bring him back to you. But Jacob said, I will not let Benjamin go with you. His brother is dead, and he is the only son left for my wife, Rachel. It would kill me if anything happened to him during the trip to Egypt. You would send me to the grave, a very sad old man. Thank you. I was thinking that uh, years, years ago, it was very common that our parents or grandparents were reading stories to us exactly before going to bed. I just thought about it. You know why? Because in these days, that's not common. In these days, what parents do is they give an iPad or an iPhone or a tablet, an Android to the kid to watch videos. And nobody is reading out loud anymore, and much less, no one is listening to stories. Mm. Isn't it interesting? But the truth is, when, when you are listening to a story, and it's such an interesting story like this one, you really can make your mind dream and picture those things if you want to. Of course, it's not for everyone. Not everyone has that level of imagination or creativity. 
But uh, let me tell you quickly, in a condensed way, what happened here in this chapter of the book of Genesis. This is the story when Joseph is already the second behind the, after Pharaoh. Joseph is the leader of Egypt, and he already knows what about the famine. So he has the grain now in this part of Canaan where his uh, parents, his parents, I mean his dad and his siblings live, they didn't have enough food. So two different locations. There is a famine, one has the food and the others do not. And those that do not have the food are precisely those who sold him as a slave. And this is why we call this lesson the bad guys. <laughs> because those guys were bad guys. Yeah. What kind of person will sell his own brother? You tell me. What kind of individual will sell his own brother? Leave him for dead in a well and then sell him as a slave. And come back to their own father and lie about it and tell Bring a coat covered with some animal's blood. Your son has died. What kind of people would do that? <laughs> Bad guys. You see, they don't have any conscience. Now here we find at the beginning of, of the chapter that is Jacob, the father, who is concerned. Concerned about what? About food, basic needs. And while he is concerned, he finds his uh, sons, all of them doing nothing. And I'm talking about guys with wives and children. What kind of irresponsibility is that? And I want you to see that bad guys, they are irresponsible. They are. They don't care for the rest. They don't care if the kids are going to have something to eat or not. They don't care if the wives have to go and fight to get extra money to pay the bills. They don't care. That's the nature of bad guys. And it is sad, but Jacob was the one telling them, guys, you gotta do something about it. Now, you know what is interesting to me? When I put together two other passages of the scripture, one is a quote from the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 10, verse 10, he said, the thief has come just to do three things. Still kill and destroy. Still kill and destroy. Watch this. He said, the thief, talking about Satan, he came to do these three things. I want you to remember these things. Still kill and destroy, because behind every killing, destruction, every disaster is Satan. That's interesting. I want you to keep that in mind. Thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Watch that. And he said, the Lord Jesus said, but I came to give you life and an abundant life. And that is what the Lord wants to give you, an abundant life. Life everlasting. A life that includes everything you need, the spiritual life and also the material life, because that is the plan of God for your life that you will have everything you need. The Lord doesn't want you to be lacking of anything. No. He doesn't enjoy seeing his children struggling and suffering. He doesn't enjoy that. He wants us to have whatever we need, and that is the Lord's desire. 
but the thief has three functions. We just read it, John 10, 10. Steal, kill, and destroy. But now there is another quote, and I'm gonna let Tracy read it out of our notes. It's in the book of Proverbs. And what is what this does? This, uh, Proverbs 18, 9 says, one who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. Brother to one who destroys. Who is the destroyer? Satan. I want you to see the connection between irresponsibility and evil. Because it's true. For instance, imagine somebody that is not taking good care of a vehicle and they are going to take off and they trip and there is an accident because of the lack of maintenance, because the vehicle is not well taken care of. Irresponsibility will take you to death. Example. If somebody is not taking good care of a checking account, and then there are so many drafts and checks bouncing, extra fees, all that destruction is the result of somebody that is not being careful. And on and on I can keep on going with giving you examples of how irresponsible people are acting like Satan, just destroying, killing, you know, it's a disaster. And that is exactly the main point that I want to talk to you today in regards of bad guys. Bad guys are irresponsible and they are a source of destruction. Are you one of those? I hope you are not. I hope you are one of the good guys, which is responsible, serious you take good care of your things I hope so if you are not it's better if you change but I want you to think of I'm going to suppose that you are a good guy but I want you to think of individuals that you do business with or you do life with or you just know and they are around you and they are bad guys you have to be careful with bad guys because you know that they are going to represent problems for you why will you give to someone that is a bad guy that you already know is responsible something that it took you a good time working saving the money to buy that thing that this irresponsible person is going to destroy whether it's a computer a phone a car a house whatever Watch out for those bad guys. And they may be asking, well, what does it matter if I don't take care of my car? Like, what, if, what does it matter that I don't clean my car out or clean my house? Well, there's a big re one reason that's bad is because that's something that God has given you. And if you don't take care of what he has given you and blessed you with, he's not going to want to bless you with something else. If you're not going to take care of it, it's just like a parent. If you're not going to take care of that, then I'm not buying you anything else. Absolutely. It's no different with God. No. And that's why you have to start precisely in your house. Precisely with yourself. You know, being careful with what you eat, your your eating habits, uh, being clean yourself. Because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We what? are His body. What about your bed? What about your clothes? If you don't make your bed and take care of your clothes, you sure don't appreciate it. What about it. the bathroom, the kitchen, everywhere we are? You see, God is going to bless you because His desire is to bless us. But He will bless us when we take good care of things. But bad guys, they, they are irresponsible. So watch out for those bad guys. Be careful with them. Now, the second thing that I want to mention to you about the bad guys 
is a classic. It's like these guys. These guys were bad guys. They sold their brother. Imagine that. Just that we know is bad. Now they are irresponsible. <laughs> but when all these things happen, you know what they say? They say, this is God punishing us for doing this. <laughs> now they are trying you to... You think? <laughs> <laughs> they are trying to blame God for something yeah. that is happening. Not God's fault. You know, some, some people say that bad things happen because God is punished them. And somehow makes sense. I, I understand that. But who provoked those things? It's like if you end in, in jail, would you say, is the judge's fault? Is the cop's fault? No, you pay the consequences for what you do, for exactly. your actions. When, when you are not responsible, when you are doing bad things, you have to assume your own responsibility. But bad guys, watch this, what, bad guys, they don't want to assume responsibility for their actions. They always want to blame others and their favorite to blame, always, Guess who is that? God. You know what is interesting? Not 5% of the people that are troubled, not 20, not 50%, not 80%. Almost 100% of the people that are in trouble have something against the Lord. How interesting is that? Talk to people that are in trouble. And it's not that all of us do not um, have trouble in our lives we're not saying that we all and you know we all have Experience some kind of trouble, trouble. Yeah. one time or another it's, it's how we react to it and we don't blame God why would you blame God when he is your answer <laughs> you don't blame him you want to praise him and worship him and pray to him because well, he right. is the answer he's not the problem you are the problem but when you are blaming God for your problems you are a bad guy, you are a bad girl, because the Lord is not responsible for your own decisions. And you have to see that. And the last point that I want to mention in this short lesson is that bad guys commit to stupid things. Watch this. Here is this guy saying to his father, Dad, I'm going to bring your son back, but if I do not, you can kill my two sons. And would you do that? I would not tell my father, if I don't succeed, you can kill my two sons. Oh no, I would never, that's, that's stupid to say. It's so stupid. Bad guys, let's review. They don't think. <laughs> first of all, the first thing, they are irresponsible. The second thing, they blame God. And the third thing, they are going to commit to stupid things. They are going to say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And it's so stupid. It's not going to be possible to do certain things that they, they, they do or they say they will do. So today I want you to be aware of bad people around you. They are everywhere. So if you ask me, what do you, what do, you do when you are dealing with bad guys? Well, honestly, I try to keep them at the distance. Honestly. I, if I notice that someone is a bad guy, honestly, I don't feel comfortable having these people near me. Because I don't know if that person has a weapon. I don't know if that person is on drugs, high, drunk. I don't know if that person is demon-possessed. I don't know if this person is connected with other bunch of criminals. 
I'm concerned about my own family, about my own life. So when I am seeing that there is a bad guy out there, I'm careful with him. I try to keep him to the distance. That's number one thing. Now, when you are doing business or working, you know, buying things or going places and you see a bad guy there and you recognize someone is a bad person, you cannot keep it at the distance. Well, if you have to deal with certain people, one thing that I suggest you is always do your business in writing with whoever you do business. It's just wisdom. Because when you are dealing with bad guys, they will tell you, give me 10 and it's yours. And then you give them the 10 and the person says, no, I said 10 now and 10 later. They will not fulfill their work. But if you put it in writing, at least you have something to fight with. And that is what I, what I wanted to share with you today. You have to be careful with bad guys out there. You notice, according with what we just read this afternoon, this time with you, they are responsible, they blame God, and they commit to stupid things. Watch out for those bad guys. Be careful in your businesses. Take care of yourself, take care of your family, trust in God. And remember this, when you seek first the kingdom of the Lord, everything else that you need will be added to you. So we invite you to come to the church. What is our address? 2400 West 81st Street in Odessa, Texas. Odessa! Woo, woo, woo! And we We're thank off you. of West County Road and 81st Street. Come to see us and continue watching. Thank you for your time. Have a beautiful night. Ciao! We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.